Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. When Jesus raised someone from the dead, as we read about today in Luke, didn't they die again? <laughs> that is a great question. Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, which is part of our journey together where we read through every word of God's revelation of himself and consider our own life and work stories in light of that. Now, when Jesus raised people from the dead in the Gospels, they returned to normal human existence. Importantly, that's to the same body that they had. Most accurately, that would be called resuscitation. Jesus' resurrection, by contrast, as well as our future resurrection, will be to an immortal, eternal existence, and we will have new, transformed bodies. Now, these resuscitations, like Jesus' healings and exorcisms, are merely snapshots that foreshadow the full restoration of creation that will one day be completed through Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension. Luke chapter 17. He said to his disciples, Offenses will certainly come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better if for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins you against you seven times in a day, and he comes back to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, the Lord said, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Which one of you... Having a servant tending sheep or plowing will say to him when he comes in from the field, Come at once and sit to, sit down to eat. Instead, will he not tell him, Prepare something for me to eat. Get ready and serve me while I eat and drink, and later you can eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? In the same way, when you have done all that you were commanded, you should say, We are unworthy servants. We've only done our duty. While traveling to Jerusalem, he passed between Samaria and Galilee. As they entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he told them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God, and he fell face down at his feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told the Samaritan, Get up and go your own way. Your faith has saved you. When he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No one will say, See here or there. For you see, 
the kingdom of God is in your midst. Then he told his disciples, The days are coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you won't see it. They will say to you, See there, or see here. Don't run after them or follow them. For as the lightning flashes from horizon to horizon and lights up the sky, so the Son of Man will be in his day. But first it is necessary that he suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People went on eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage until the day of Noah till the day Noah boarded the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in the days of Lot. People went on eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, and building, but on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be like that on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a man on the housetop whose belongings are in the house must not come down to get them. Likewise, the man who is in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to make his life secure will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two will be in one bed, one will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord? They asked him. And he said to them, Where the corpse is, there also the vultures will be gathered. And that is Luke chapter 17. And, um, you know, my friends, uh, as we turn back to the Old Testament, let's think about grace for a moment. I've been reminding you lately that the book of Deuteronomy is primarily three addresses or speeches or sermons. And what I wouldn't necessarily expect you to remember, though, is that um, at the end of the first address, the way Moses ends that is by highlighting three key elements of Israel's gospel which was salvation through Yahweh's awesome actions, their covenant relationship with Yahweh or God, and the knowledge of his will through the revelation of the Torah, which is Torah, Ten uh, Pentateuch, first five books of the Bible. That's part of his saving grace is through his revelation in word, right? And here's the key. All of those are grounded in and driven by divine grace. Now, in his second address, Moses expounds on the nature and significance of Israel's covenant relationship with God. And that covenant, of course, was foundationally expressed in what we, you know, the Ten Commandments, probably at the most foundational. And then we heard about the nature of those principles. And yesterday and today is about the content of those principles, not least of which is what we begin hearing about about now? Blessing as a product of grace. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Listen, Israel. Today you are about to cross the Jordan to enter and drive out nations greater and stronger than you, with large cities fortified to the heavens. The people are strong and tall, the descendants of the Anakim, and you know about them and have heard it said about them, who can stand up against the sons of Anak? But understand that today the Lord your God will cross over ahead of you as a consuming fire. He will devastate and subdue them before you. He will drive them out and destroy them swiftly as the Lord has told you. 
And when the Lord your God drives them out before you, do not say to yourself, The Lord brought me in to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. Instead, the Lord will drive out these nations before you because of their wickedness. <laughs> what a contrast. My righteousness or their wickedness. There you go. You are not going to take possession of their land because of your righteousness or your integrity. Instead, the Lord your God will drive out these nations before you because of their wickedness in order to fulfill the promise he swore to your ancestors. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, understand that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness. For you are a stiff-necked people. Next section, Israel's Rebellion and Moses' Intercession. Remember and do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God in the wilderness. You have been rebelling against the Lord from the day you left the land of Egypt until you, you reached this place. You provoked the Lord at Horeb, and Mount Sinai, and he was angry enough with you to destroy you. And when I went up on the mountain to receive the stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant the Lord made with you, I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I did not eat food or drink water. On the day of the assembly, the Lord gave me the two stone tablets inscribed by God's finger, and the exact words were on them, which the Lord spoke to you from the fire on the mountain. And the Lord gave me the two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant, at the end of the forty days and the forty nights. And the Lord said to me, Get up and go down immediately from here, for your people whom you brought up... <laughs> <laughs> I love how Hebrew irony is. The Lord said, get up and take your people. <laughs> the Lord said to me, get up and go down immediately from here. For your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have acted corruptly. They have turned from the way that I commanded them. They have made a cast image for themselves. The Lord also said to me, I have seen this people. Indeed, they are a stiff-necked people. Leave me alone, and I will destroy them and blot out their name under heaven. Then I will make you into a nation stronger and more numerous than they. So I went back down the mountain while it was blazing with fire, and the two, to and the two tablets of the covenant were in my hands. And I saw how you had sinned against the Lord your God. You made a calf image for yourselves. You had quickly turned from the way of the Lord's commands, and so I took the hold of the two tablets and threw them from my hands, shattering them before your eyes. I fell down like the first time in the presence of the Lord for forty days and forty nights. I did not eat food or drink water because of all the sin you committed, doing what was evil in the Lord's sight and angering him. I was afraid of the fierce anger the Lord had directed against you because he was about to destroy you. But again, the Lord listened to me on that occasion. The Lord was angry enough with Aaron to destroy him, but I prayed for Aaron at that time also. I took the sinful calf you had made and burned it. I crushed it, thoroughly grinding it to a powder as fine as dust, and threw its dust into the stream that came down from the mountain. And you continued to provoke the Lord at Taborah, Massah, and Kibroth Hatavah. When the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, he said, Go up and possess the land I have given you. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. Now, when he said that to you, you rebelled. You did not believe or obey him. You have been rebelling against the Lord ever since I've known you. I fell down in the presence of the Lord forty days and forty nights because the Lord threatened to destroy you. And I prayed to the Lord saying this, Lord God, 
Do not annihilate your people, your inheritance, whom you redeemed through your greatness and brought out of Egypt with a strong hand. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Disregard this people's stubbornness and their wickedness and sin. Otherwise, those in the land you brought us from will say, Oh, because the Lord wasn't able to bring them into the land he had promised them, and because he hated them, he brought them out to kill them in the wilderness. But they are your people, your inheritance, whom you brought out by your great power and outstretched arm. And the Lord said to me at that time, Cut two stone tablets like the first ones and come to me on the mountain and make a wooden ark. I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets you broke, and you are to place them in the ark. So I made an ark of acacia wood, cut two stone tablets like the first ones, and climbed the mountain with the two tablets in my hand. Then on the first day, on the then on the day of the assembly, the Lord wrote on the tablets what had been written previously, the Ten Commandments that he had spoken to you on the mountain from the fire. The Lord gave them to me, and I went back down the mountain and placed the tablets in the ark I had made, and they remained there as the Lord commanded me. The Israelites traveled from Beeroth Benajakan to Mazarah. Aaron died and was buried there, and Eleazar his son became priest in his place. They traveled from there to Gudgoda, and from Gudgoda to Jatbatha, a land flowing with streams. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, to stand before the Lord to serve him, and to pronounce blessings in his name, as it is today. For this reason, Levi does not have a portion or inheritance like his brothers. The Lord is his inheritance, as the Lord your God told him. I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights like the first time, and the Lord also listened to me on this occasion. He agreed not to annihilate you. And the Lord said to me, Get up. Continue your journey ahead of the people so that they may enter and possess the land I swore to give their ancestors. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? Except to fear the Lord your God by walking in all his ways, to love him and to worship the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. Keep the Lord's commands and statutes I'm giving you today for your own good the heavens, indeed the highest heavens, belong to the Lord your God, as does the earth and everything in it. Yet the Lord had his heart set on your ancestors and loved them, and he chose their descendants after them. He chose you out of all the peoples, as it is today. Therefore circumcise your hearts, and don't be stiff-necked any longer. For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great mighty and awe-inspiring God, showing no partiality and taking no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow. He loves the alien's resident, resident alien, giving him food and clothing. And you are also to love the resident alien, since you were resident aliens in the land of Egypt. You are to fear the Lord your God and worship him. Remain faithful to him and take oaths in his name. He is your praise. And he is your God who has done for you these great and awe-inspiring works your eyes have seen. And your ancestors went down to Egypt, 70 people in all. And now the Lord your God has made you numerous like the stars of the sky. I'm going to pause right before we just finish here with the last chapter. Remember that the resident aliens, even though they weren't Israelite 
in terms of their nationality. Remember, they could partake in almost the entirety of the full blessing of God if they followed Torah, right? And so I think that's useful for us to remember, right? It doesn't, it would be false to say, ah, God just opened the doors and said, everybody can come in. I'm going to save everybody. Now he said, I'm going to bless those who follow me according to my commands and statutes. Useful to remember. Chapter 11. Therefore, love the Lord your God and always keep his mandate and his statutes, ordinances, and commands. Understand today that it is not your children who experienced or saw the discipline of the Lord your God. His greatness, his strong hand and outstretched arm, his signs and the works he did in Egypt to Pharaoh, king of Egypt and all his land, what he did to Egypt's army, its horses and chariots, when he made the water of the Red Sea flow over them as they pursued you, and he destroyed them completely, what he did to you in the wilderness until you reached this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the Reubenite, when in the middle of the whole Israelite camp, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them, their households and their tents and every living thing with them. Your own eyes have seen every great work the Lord has done. Keep every command that I am giving you today so that you may have the strength to cross into it and possess the land you are to inherit, so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors and to give them and their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land you are entering to possess is not like the land of Egypt, from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and irrigated by hand as in a vegetable garden, but the land you are entering to possess is a land of mountains and valleys watered by rain from the sky. It is a land the Lord your God cares for, and he is always watching over it from the beginning to the end of the year. If you carefully obey my commands, I am giving you today to love the Lord your God and worship him with all your heart and all your soul. I will provide rain for your land in the proper time, the autumn and spring rains, and you will harvest your grain, new wine, and fresh oil. I will provide grass in your fields for your livestock. You will, be, you will eat and be satisfied. Be careful that you are not enticed to turn aside, to serve and bow and worship to other gods. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you. He will shut the sky and there will be no rain. The land will not yield its produce and you will perish quickly from the good land the Lord is giving you. Imprint these words of mine on your hearts and minds. Bind them as a sign on your hands and let them be a symbol on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on your doorposts of your house and on your city gates so that as long as the heavens are above the earth, your days and those of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. For if you carefully observe every one of these commands I'm giving you to follow, to love the Lord your God, walk in all his ways, and remain faithful to him, the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will drive out nations greater and stronger than you are. Every place the sole of your foot treads will be yours. Your territory will extend from the wilderness to Lebanon, from the Euphrates River to the Mediterranean Sea, and no one will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put fear and dread of you in all the land where you set foot, as he has promised you. Look, today, we're at the end, my friends. Listen to this, and we're going to close it out. Look, today I set before you a blessing and a curse. 
There will be a blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God I'm giving you today, and a curse if you do not obey the commands of the Lord your God, and you turn aside from the path I command you today by following other gods you have not known. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess, you are to proclaim the blessing at Mount Gerizim and the curse at Mount Ebal. Aren't these mountains across the Jordan, beyond the western road in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Arabah opposite Gogol near the Oaks of Morah? For you are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you possess it and settle in it, be careful to follow all the statutes and ordinances I set before you today. Deuteronomy 9-11 through Ah, oh, Lord, um, I pray, Lord, that those listening here today will just see um, not only things that happened in real history, Lord, but something that also conforms to patterns that emerge that that um, emanate from your very nature and character, which is that being in your grace means that we will enter a land and possess it and and have the blessing of your presence and this that and all of that abundance and that a violation or a moving away from or a refusal to enter into that pre- your presence lord is just something we don't want to experience lord i would pray that you would just just confirm in each heart here today that you are god and that you are good and that we can trust you i love you my friends amen amen <laughs>